Welcome back to the Mindset Podcast and welcome to the Super Bowl special. So today I am joined by a very special guest. Uh, very excited to have you here. Um, and yeah, guys, this is, a, this is a big event. This is the first time we're doing a special episode. Um, I'm hoping to have many more of these this year and I feel like the Super Bowl, based on my background, those of you that are watching on uh, YouTube can actually see I'm wearing a Packers hoodie, <laughs> which is a touchy subject because we lost last week. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, um, yeah, moving forward, uh, we're going to be trying to do some more special episodes around some sporting events, that kind of thing, uh, and also getting some guests that are related to those events uh, on the show. So today I am joined by Glenn Tunga. Yes, sir. Do you want to give a bit of an introduction to yourself first um, and foremost? Yeah, I don't really know how to do these. Uh, my name is uh, Glenn Tunga. Um, I'm 28 years old. I play American football. Um, I play for the Ramfire in the ELF. Uh, we are the most recently ELF champions. Um, yeah, I'm from London. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to cool. say. Cool. Well, <laughs> interestingly, anyone that's anyone that's uh, watching this, listening to this, you actually already know who Glenn is, I feel. Uh, and that might feel really weird because you may have never heard that name if you're not from the, the American football world. Uh, but you do actually have yeah. a video clip of the most famous fist bump possibly in the world. Yeah. So well, tell me the story about the most famous fist bump in the world. Um, so before I started playing American yeah, football, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I used to do track and field. Um, and obviously the Olympics came to London in 2012. They came to Stratford, which is like basically the area that I'm from. So um, the club that I was running for, Newman Essex Beagles, we um, worked at the Olympics um, as kick carriers. And then, like, we found out we had a 200-meter finals um, and we did, like, a raffle to see who would get what lane, not knowing um, which athlete had been to assigned to what lane yet. We were assigning ourselves those lanes. And then um, I found out my lane, nothing exciting. And then I found out um, Usain Bolt was going to be in that lane. Um, so, and then, like, right. And, and before all of this, you know, we got told like rules and stuff, like be professional, you know, try not to smile too much, try not to interact with the athletes, like just stand there. And so like, I did the complete opposite of that. <laughs> um, and so he was in my lane, trying not to smile, because obviously doing track and field, he's like the guy. He's the goat. Yeah, he's yeah. just the goat. Like, so I'm trying to, you know, stay composed. And then I just realized, damn, like I'm at the Olympics, man. Like this is fucking sick. Um, Bolt is right in front of me he, in the finals. He could possibly win this. Like this is dope. And then like, I felt like he realized and then he fist bumped me and I was like, oh shit. And then like my head was about to explode. Um, and I forgot I was on camera. Well, I didn't realize I was on camera, but I forgot that like people are watching it live. And then next thing you know, people are posting like this clip everywhere. And, and here's me thinking that you know, not many people see it. And I go to college and then everyone there has seen seen it. The college puts it up. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna like... Bro, I remember my mum sending me a WhatsApp video. <laughs> like, I didn't know who you were at the time. This, yeah. was, this was ages ago. I mean, this is like 12 years ago. Yeah. I, my mum sent me a WhatsApp and she was like, oh, don't you wish this was you? And I was like, yeah, that guy <laughs> is so lucky. Not knowing that like, literally, yeah, 12 years later, I'd have you on the podcast and we could be talking right. about it. Right, and it, and it still comes up and people always send it to me and I'm like, oh man, if only like nails were a thing or something like that, I'd be like one of the richest guys on earth. <laughs> but the amount of times that like this gets played yeah, and like true, true. gets sent to me, but 
Well, I mean, it was uh, it could have been a transfer of some of that good energy from Bolt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you was track your first sport was that where um, you started? Footballers, I guess. Like anyone from the UK, but like I just enjoyed running. So like primary school, secondary school, like I just always did some sort of track, whether it was just like school competitions or like um, like racing outside with your boys. Um, but they got to a certain point, I think in year eight or year nine, I realized that like, I didn't actually like football. It's just something that everyone did, but I actually yeah. liked running. So like I played um, center back and you know, when you're young, like people do the whole kick the ball over the top, let your fastest guy run into it. Because I was fast, I used to love when teams would do that. Cause I'd be like, man, like- I'm Offside gonna, rule does not apply to No, <laughs> I do not want the offside rule. Like I want to race this guy. And so like, my coaches would always be like, oh, can I move up? And I'm like, no, because then they won't do it. Like, I want them to do it so I can run. So and I realized at that point that I actually enjoy the running more than like the football. So I ended up doing track. Um, and like, did, you go, did you go in a like sprint discipline then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just did like sprinting, like 100, 200, 60 meter. Like, yeah, that was it. And then did you just stick doing track through like teens? Did you do any other sport? Or did you um, end up just discovering American football one day? Just the track. Just the track. Um, I'm like one of those guys, like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get hurt doing another sport and have to miss out on the sport that I love. So I just do that sport. So I just did track and then I went to uni. Um, and I, I did love running, but I actually loved the group that I used to train with. Like that made training really enjoyable. Like we're like a small family. So when I got to uni and I realized, oh man, like I'm gonna have to find a new group. I didn't want to have to do that. I didn't enjoy track that much to do that. So then obviously, um, I wanted to keep running. So then I saw that our uni had American football and I was like, oh, okay, cool, I can I can still run in this like Had you had you watched it before you went to uni? Um, just for movies. Okay. So it's like I had seen like The Express, I had seen like the the longest yard, remember the Titans, all that stuff. Um but I had no idea like about positions and all that. Mm -hmm. And I got there and like straight away, they were like, yeah, Yo, you're a running back. Yeah, you and can run, like, we're gonna give you the ball and you're <laughs> yeah. gonna run. And that was literally it. Like I can remember like having like terrible foot placement, like not really knowing like where I'm heading to, like in terms of gaps, it was just, okay, like the ball's gonna come to you, just run. And then- So yeah. one of the things that I think is a great point to take from this is your knowledge there, when we're talking about you getting into it, is yeah. probably what some listeners, those that have been intrigued by the trailer and thinking Super Bowl special, I wanna know a little bit more about America yeah. before I watch the game. We will try and do our best to explain stuff. Okay, because yeah. I'm aware that as a sport, there will be people potentially listening to this that go, why the hell are there so many people? Why does the game take so long? Yeah. Let alone understanding what an A gap B, <laughs> an A gap, a B gap, everything. Yeah. Uh, like heads up technique, all of this stuff. Like we don't need to go quite into those depths, but if okay. we do, we will explain it where we can. Okay. So firstly, let's talk about running back. Okay, yeah. So in the sport, um, everyone knows really what a quarterback is. Yeah. I'm fortunate enough to say that I got to play that position. It yeah. made my life easier. I knew what I was doing going into the sport. <laughs> so a quarterback is someone that is known for passing the ball. However, yeah. when a quarterback isn't passing the ball and the offense is trying to go and score a touchdown, usually we're going to give it to the running back. Yeah. Running back tends to be someone that is, there's, there's different types of running back. Yeah. You can have someone that is just extremely quick and that's their forte. They like get to the yeah. outside. They try and make a few people miss the tackle and then they go and get a touchdown. You also get the bruisers that just yeah. take the ball, whoever they see in front of them. Get the tough yards. Just lines that person up and tries to run through them. Yeah. And then, 
And this is kind of the new generation of football. You get people that can do both. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of a nightmare for defenses because they, they're not really ready for, right. for either. So I feel like you've rocked up at uni and the coaches have gone, this guy's quick. Yeah. Right? Now at that time, were you built? Like, um, were you just quite skinny kid? I was built, but like nowhere near where I am now. Like I didn't lift, but I, cause I did track, like you naturally kind of run yourself into shape when you do track. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I didn't really have like muscles or anything like that. Um, I actually didn't like contact when I started. I was not a fan. I was like, man, I'm not trying to get hit for nothing. Um, and obviously like during that time, what like Oklahoma drills were a big thing. And I can remember distinctively, like I would, I would count and be like, okay, I don't mind going up against that guy. He is fourth in line. Okay, cool. I'm like doing my races or asking questions until that guy's at the top. And I'm like, okay, cool. I want to go against this guy. Um, you know, at uni, there's always like the, the older guys, the senior guys who have been playing for three years now. It's so, like, they love hitting. I'd, I'd avoid those guys. I'd be like, yeah, I'm I think I'm the good. thing that's mad as well, and there's another misconception in American football is uh, a lot of people that have never played it and have played other contact sports where there's yeah. literally zero padding. Will yeah. Be like, oh, you, you guys are wearing pads. I'm more than happy to like go and get some of my, equi my, my equipment to like prove this, but the plastic itself is sort of for anyone watching it's like that thin yeah it's, it's like literally three millimeters yeah thin. Like there's not a lot is gonna no. no pain is really saved from that it's also when you're playing a position like yours where you need to move as much as possible you're actually trying to wear as little padding as possible because yeah, yeah. it restricts you um but the biggest thing is when you've got it on for whatever reason it tells your brain you are invincible, invincible yeah so you hit harder than you yeah would. you give more because like there's no like thought yeah, there's no consideration for like, yeah, less fear. So I'm like, I'm gonna go all out. Um, so how did you, how did you, how did you change your mind from being scared of taking those hits to actually um, full on playing this sport? And like, you're getting the ball most carries, and and you're trying to just run through people. I think like when I got to my first year in the, in the GFL, and I realized that like, okay, I am quick, but then like, there's other quick guys now, or like other guys who like react faster because they know better football. So I realized, oh damn, like I can't just rely on like my speed. Like I have to like find like another way to play. Um, and then I realized that like, oh like, I wasn't bigger than everyone else, but like I was a lot stronger. And I was like, I guess bigger than like your typical like running back. Um, and so then I realized that, oh like I can actually like bully guys. Like this is actually fun. I can be like the one to to, yeah, to you'd, be, you'd be the hammer not yeah, the nail. Right, like, um, and my coach at the time would actually be like, yeah, like be the hammer, not the nail, like be the one doing the hit and not the one who gets hit. And so then I realized that like, as a running back, I can actually adopt that same mentality that linebackers have. It doesn't have to be a, um, oh, I'm gonna get hit type of like mindset. It can actually be like, oh, you know, like this guy's gonna, gonna get yeah, hit. he's gonna get hit yeah. and like, we both might fall, but he's he's getting hit. Like I'm the one that's gonna like be talking shit. Like I'm the one that's gonna like dictate like what's gonna happen here. So um, yeah, when I realized that I actually like that, then like <laughs> I moved um, away from the speed to like slowly being like the guy who can hit, but he can also move as opposed to the guy that can move and can also hit. Okay. And did that, did that sort of development, you said that came when you went to GFL in Germany. Mm -hmm. 
you've played in a few different countries yeah now so what countries have you played in so far um just germany and poland really germany and poland. like the uk and then came back to germany but doing a totally different league so you've yeah. played in uh you have played in the uk you've then done uh gfl yeah um GFL won, so yeah. top, top league. Then you went to Poland, and that was because of COVID. And yeah, that was when COVID, yeah, yeah. Was that kind of just to keep playing ball? Yeah, that was just to keep playing ball. I was like, man, like a few people had gone to Finland, and I didn't know people were going to go to Finland until like I saw loads of people signing there, and I was like, oh, damn, I want to go there. But then like teams had already signed, like the most they could sign. So now I heard that Poland was playing, and I was like, okay, who's the top team to go to in Poland? Um, and so I was talking to like um, Panthers and um, Bialystok, but Panthers had already signed an American RB. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just go like Bialystok. And then, yeah, that was that was a fun, that was a fun time to be. I feel like that that was the most fun I could have had, like considering everything that was going on. Um, so that was actually like a fun season. Um, yeah, that was fun. And then, yeah. and then the ELF started. So yeah. ELF, for people who don't know, is the European League of Football. Yeah. It's basically like Europe's equivalent of the NFL. Yeah. So um, in that first year, there was obviously a lot less teams. Um, were you there in the, in the very first season or did you, you went second season? Because you went back to Germany and then yeah. you went there and you, were, you joined Hamburg, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hamburg so Sea Devils. I, yeah. Broke onto the scene. <laughs> um, so I was actually talking to people, like when I realised people were going there, to the ELF, it was a bit late, but I actually started talking to like a few teams. And I remember talking to Kendrell, who was like their DC at the time. And he was like, ah, oh, you know, we have, we have an American RB, unfortunately, but like, let's keep talking. So then like, I was like, okay, cool, you know, I'm going to go ELF next year. Like, that's the decision done. I'm just going to play here and have fun. Um, and then that was fun. And then like, Agway went well. And I think I always kind of knew I was going to go to Hamburg, like, after Agwe, because um, when people would ask me, oh, who would you play for? I'm like, bro, I'm going to go Hamburg, bro. Like, there's no other team to go to. Um, so then that worked out and then had a year there and then obviously went to Ramfire after. So, yeah. So, yeah, that, that year in itself was, um, it was a really good year. I mean, if we if we take reflection of your, your career to date so far in the year left. Yeah. So you have played 20 games. Yeah. Including, including playoff games. You've scored 30 touchdowns. So yeah. more than more than one touchdown a game. Like <laughs> 1.3 touchdowns a game is mad. And then in that time, 2,394 rushing yards, which makes you the ELF's all-time yeah. rushing leader. And you missed the first season. Yeah. Right? So that first season, it was a pretty good season with Hamburg. Yeah. It didn't go all the way though. Nah. We lost Talk in me, the finals. How did that affect how did that loss effectively change you for the next season? Um I don't even know. It kind of felt like we had like just failed because like you, you go all that far and then to not win, it's like, oh man, like we should have just stayed in the regular season. Like the playoffs, all that stuff didn't matter. And like, it did kind of felt like we had failed as a team, especially because I think that um, people had like expected us to win. People were like, oh, Hamburg is going to win it. And we had more or less like dominated, like not every team, like we had a few close games, but we had, I think, had like a successful season for the most part, or very successful. I think we only lost one regular season game and then the rest of our games, we went undefeated. So I think we had loads of momentum going into that game. When we lost, it was like, oh fuck, like, damn, like we just kind of failed. Um, especially because it was the team's second time, second year in the finals. Yeah. Too. It was like, damn, like, a lot has to change. Like, if you go to the finals twice and you don't win, then you know, like, a lot has to change. Like, um, 
so yeah, I just felt super disappointing. But then I guess like it made winning this year like a lot better. So I think it worked out in the end. So yeah. So then talk to me about not going back to Hamburg and joining Rainfire. How did that all come about? Um, <laughs> because obviously like the stuff that had, that had happened, um, I, I, I wasn't going to go to uh, Hamburg. Um, I was actually going to retire. It's like a lot of people like... Yeah, so I, I saw some comments actually online. Obviously, I was doing a bit of homework before today. Yeah. Um, and I saw on Reddit, there's a yeah. Reddit page which is related to some of your stats. Yeah. And someone goes, how, how did this dude go from like, oh, I might retire? To yeah. He's like rushing leader at all times. Yeah, I was so, going to retire. So, yeah, why, why were you going to retire? Um, I think for everything that had just happened, I was like, man, like, yeah, I'm good, man. Like, I'm going to retire. Like, I had a really good last year. Um, and and it, it also feels like I guess because like when you play football in Europe you kind of like have to put your life on hold because obviously like you go for the season come back for like five months and then you're off again so it kind of felt like okay like maybe this is a good indicator to like start to get my life on track because like all my friends who I had started playing football with at the time had all retired and so, like, some of them are getting married. Some of them are, like, had really good roles. So part of me was, like, you know, like, I think I need to jump on that train. Like, I'm getting to that point where... And I think being from London, too, there's so much pressure to do that because in London, like, everything's super expensive. Um, or, like, London is very work-orientated. It's, like, being from London, I'd come back and realise, damn, like, whilst I have loads of time to train, like, all my friends are working. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to retire. And then... I ended up getting on a phone call with Ryan Fire and then I ended up signing there. But it's funny because like at the start of the off season, I was talking to Coach Andrews and he'd be like, yeah, he wants me. But in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm a guy on Ryan Fire. Like we Hamburg beat you guys twice last year. Like, why would I come to this team? Um, so I was kind of like brushing him off. Like, and he even knows it himself. Like um, he makes jokes about how I, I'd like reply super late to him or like just kind of, brush him off being difficult to get yeah it's been difficult to get so it's funny that i ended up being there and then like we ended up winning so yeah that kind of like just added to the story even and, more and what was the difference from when you like, did it did it feel different when you got there to, um, to hamburg yeah like i think one everyone was just really locked in like um my first conversation with coach tom sura he said we're gonna win the championship but then he never spoke about like us winning the championship after that so I think like the whole team was just locked in, like no one like, um, nobody felt like, what's the word? No one felt entitled to us winning. Like we, like everyone knew that they would still have to put the work in. And so like everyone was just super focused. Um, everyone was just like super cool too. Like from the moment I got there, like me and all the input, input guys were all super close. Like it hadn't felt like I had missed four games. And like, especially because I couldn't be there during the preseason too. So I actually wasn't there. So like, I was told, guys, it, it was a little bit weird at the start because I guess, like, when you join a new team, you really um, get close with those guys during, like, your preseason, during your camps. But I had missed that and I had missed, like, four games. So I thought it would be super weird when I got there. And it, it was a little bit, like, for me, um, but I feel like that was just in my head. And then when I realised, oh, no, like, everyone's, like, super cool. Like, it felt like I had been there this whole time. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it ended up being good, yeah. Now I'm I'm gonna leave it to to you here. Uh -huh. You obviously you missed the start of the season. Yeah. Um, 
that's that's gonna affect affect you massively when you know you can't be there yeah you can be there just to train let alone play at the yeah. beginning and obviously once you've signed somewhere i can imagine it's pretty exciting like you want yeah. to get there you want to get yeah. around do you want to talk a little bit about that situation yeah it was it, it was super weird because like a lot of stuff like um this is like the inputs that we form like our own group chat like obviously like we have one with the the team and like the coaches and stuff, but imports would actually like form their own group chat. Like we called it um, unsupervised. That's what we called it. Um, it's like, you'll see people like making comments about like, oh, let's go here to eat. And let's go here to eat. I remember like a hundred times seeing these guys talk about going to eat at Kazma and, um, and I'm like, bro, what is this place? It, it already felt like I was missing out on like just the social aspects of like being an import. Um, or guys talking about going to this club or, or here or just making plans. And I'm like, damn, like, I'm missing out on this. And and you can't really get involved because you're not really there. Um, so that was like kind of tough. Or a lot of stuff like, obviously things will happen. And it's like, those things will become jokes. And so like, if we're making jokes about things that have happened, I'm not there, so I don't know what they're talking about. So that was like super weird. Um, so, but in a way, it kind of made me more focused. Like, while, when, whilst I was here, I was like, okay, well, I'm just trying to train so I can get out there and, like, get ready from the get-go. But it was a bit, like, um, yeah, it was just super weird because, like, oh, man, like, I want to be there having a great time with these guys, especially because we were winning at the start, too. Stuff like that would have been, like, loads of fun and then missing out, and that was kind of tough, but, yeah. And we we don't need to get into the politics. It was the league weren't going to let you go out there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't allowed to just be there, yeah. Yeah. And so that's obviously a bit of a tough situation, I can imagine, because you're seeing all these great things that you want to get involved in. Yeah. And ultimately, I don't know, it kind of feels like you've been put on the naughty step. Yeah, right? yeah, and yeah. You are, you are still allowed to like be under your own supervision, <laughs> but ultimately you get this reminder of like, oh, I'm missing out on this. And when they're winning, it's like, yeah. oh, because I, I, I personally, I've, joined teams from different sports when they're winning and yeah. i actually get a little bit nervous that like when i rock up am i gonna fuck this up yeah, for them? yeah like, right yeah yeah then, yeah yeah you know you just gotta be confident in yourself as an athlete right like, i know that i'm bringing something to the table yeah so when you when you landed you put that kit on for the first time yeah was there a moment of like yeah i'm here now yeah i think in practice it was i was like oh yeah damn like i'm finally here like i can start practicing and i picked up the playbook super fast um Plus, you're a running back. Like, how complex could it be for you? <laughs> Get the ball, go forwards. I mean, obviously, like, there's like nuances and like it can be pretty complex, but for the most part, it's the same thing. Like, bro, you're gonna get this ball and you're gonna run to like whatever you see, like the space that you see. So, like, that that part was fine. But I think like it was the um, trying to catch up and like build the friendships like as fast and like make it seem like I've been here this whole time. That was, I think, the hardest part, like, rather than the football side of things. Like, that's always going to... Football's going to be football regardless of where you go. So that part was, like, easy. But it was, it was like, the social aspect of things that made it, like, super hard. To... Do, you find, do you find that side of things boosts your performance then? Having... Knowing that you're, you're yeah. built within a team helps yeah. you. Is that from, like, a relaxation point of view? Or is it from, like, a knowing that you have the guys around you support? I think it's the support. I think it's the, um, like when you like bonded with guys, when they do well, you're actually happy with, like re generally happy for them. Or like um, when you do well, like you feel that same energy. 
But I guess like if you don't have that bond, it, it almost does just feel like, oh, okay, like you're getting used, like, oh, you did a good play. The team has used you, thank you very much for that yeah, play. Yeah. And then that's it. But like when you actually like bond with the guys, it actually like does feel like you're playing for each other and like everyone wants to see you win. Um, so yeah. That's cool. Um, I think one of the things that's difficult, even when you've got the support of your guys and you know they're, they're blocking people for you and all of this, yeah. they're celebrating with you, is ultimately in the position you play, like we've touched on before, there are gonna be times where there isn't space to yeah. go in between. Yeah. Although, okay, there isn't space to go in between sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta accept a hit. Yeah. Now I appreciate that there are times where you just decide to do something that isn't, you know, physically humanly yeah. possible where you right. just decide to jump over some people that are <laughs> in the way of you. But that's a different story. Most normal human beings don't just see someone and go, I'm gonna go over you for yeah, six yeah, feet. Yeah. So in those moments where you take those hits, and bearing in mind it is your job a lot of the time to get the hard yards. Yeah. That's that's what I mean by that for anyone, again, that's a little bit unfamiliar. Sometimes there are situations where you need one yard. Yeah. And one yard, let's be real, isn't very far. It's like 90 centimeters for those yeah, that are using metric. Yeah, it's not that far. Right? But when you've got 11 people trying to stop you, yeah. that's really, really far. Yeah. So you're aware that you're going to have to take a hit and you're going to have to give as much as you've got. You're going to try and be the hammer and not the nail. But yeah. there's also 11 guys trying to be the hammer and not the nail. Right. So, your your position, especially in the NFL, we see news articles every week about someone has done this injury, someone's done that injury. Yeah. And ultimately, training is yeah. a way of preventing injury. Yeah. Right? We we know that. It's well established. You don't just lift weights to post it on Instagram and look wham. Right. I mean, it's a perk of it. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, keeping your joints moving and keeping them strong in positions that they're not familiar is what ultimately stops you getting injured. Mm -hmm. You do this as a job. Yeah. How do you, how have you changed your training to deal with the fact that you're taking, you know, 15 to 40 hits a game? Um, I think like the, the number one thing is my warm ups. Like my warm ups are super long. I think a part of that comes from obviously having like a track background, but also like, I'm quite paranoid about getting hurt. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna get hurt. Like, fuck that. Like, if I get hurt right now, I'm gonna retire. Um, and so, yeah, a part of me is like, you know, I have to like really invest in my warm ups to make sure like, and again, like things will happen. Um, you can't control everything, but for me, it's like, how much can I control? And like, how much can I get good at controlling those things? So the number one thing has been like warming up super long and like taking my time with my warm up and being like really, um, particular about my warm up. Um, I think that's the number one thing. And, and the second thing I think like, is just like almost adopting a mindset and it's quite toxic, but adopting that like, I'm not gonna get hurt. Like just accepting that's not like in, in the cards for me. Um, and I think that also helps because like, I think, and it sounds weird, but you not all the time, but a lot of the times you get hurt if like, you like ease up on the point of attack or like you try to do something that you probably shouldn't do. Um, or a lot of time, like you get scared. Um, so I, I, I've kind of adopted the mindset that like, no matter what, like I'm, I'm that guy, like I have to be that guy, like getting hurt isn't even an option. Like I'm going to win like these tough yards and, and I'm going to be good. Um, so I think that like has helped, like as opposed to like playing scared or playing worried about like, this or that, like, I just, no, like, I'm good.
wake up in the morning and well I, mean, I used to do this actually i used to wake up anytime i played rugby or american football in the morning of a game mm -hmm. i would say the sentence i'm not going to get injured today yeah and based on how confidently i said that in yeah. that that sentence i knew if i actually was or not yeah and my last like more serious injury i had playing the sport i remember waking up that morning going i'm not going to get injured today and it was the um like yeah, the yeah, start yeah. of the sentence i was like fuck like i'm <laughs> today there's some and and immediately like every time i was walking down the field i was like is this going to be it like, yeah, yeah yeah and uh, i just psyched myself out until yeah. it actually happened Damn. um and you do like you have to have confidence because ultimately as we've spoken about there's probably a guy that is going to make that tackle on you that in the morning is saying i'm not going to get yeah, injured today yeah. and he's probably said it slightly more confidently than me. Yeah. so you've got to go in with that that right. same energy but it's weird though because like i don't even think that i'm not gonna lie i don't even think about not getting hurt i just think yo like regardless of what happens i'm gonna play next week like i'm gonna play every game block it out um so I actually tried to block that out because I feel like even just thinking that invites like a bit of doubt because like, because why it's almost like, um, I, I don't wear a helmet when I ride my bike and like people are telling me, oh, Glenn, like you should wear a helmet. And I'm like, wow, I'm not going to get hurt. And they're like, what if you do? I'm like, bro, I'm not going to get hurt. Like, so, and then, and then for me, like, I feel like if I ever did put on that helmet, it would be because the, it would be because there's doubt. And I'm going to get hurt for like making that decision to put on the helmet. And so I feel like it's the same thing of like waking up in the morning. Like I'm not even going to say that. Like the, the any day I do say that, I feel like that would be like me like inviting doubts. Like, yeah, same with the helmet on the bike. Like, I just don't wear a helmet. I'm like, I'm good. I won't need it. I'm like, going gonna, gonna to put a little star in there. I'm happy for you to keep doing that. Please, for any mindsets <laughs> listeners that currently have a bike coming, do not just take it off. Yeah. Because there are, there are some shit drivers out there. They're not under your control. I appreciate Glenn is, Glenn is a grown man. He can do what he wants. Keep your helmets on if you have yeah, one. Keep your, helmet, keep your helmets on. Um, cool. Um, so, yeah, we've gone a little bit into, into how you've affected your training for that. Now, mm -hmm. going into this season, you're going for the preseason. Mm -hmm. You're going to be there for the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You're going back to the same team. It's going to be the same playbook, most mm -hmm. likely. Um, I appreciate there's obviously changes every year. Yeah. There's going to be changes to the squad, that kind of thing. But you individually, how are you physically shaped at um, the moment? I feel great. I'm actually really good. Um, so last year, even though I had signed uh, with everything that ha had happened, I feel like my training wasn't the same. Like... A part of me was just like kind of like I felt like a a like a smaller version of myself. Um, whereas this year I'm actually like really excited for the season. Like I was last year, but it was kind of like oh okay, like I'm gonna go to LA and uh, the team's winning without me. Like okay, cool. Uh, but this year I'm like I'm actually super excited. Um, I and I've also lost quite a lot, a bit of weight. Like I told myself that I want to be slightly lighter. Um, so I can move better and like be faster and stuff like that. Um, so that's like been very exciting. Um, so yeah, I felt really great compared to last year. Like last year, especially having decided that I was going to retire, I feel like I hadn't fully like come out of that. Um, whereas this year, like there isn't even a thought of retirement. It's just been like, yeah, I'm going all out. So and mentally, how, yeah, how are you different to last year as a result? You've obviously spoke about you didn't feel as big. Um, but like mentally, how is your mindset going forward to this? I'm excited like to win again. Um, it's weird because like, even though we won and I've spoken to like a few guys in the team, like we want to win again. 
Like, we don't want it to be a, a one-off. Like, we want to show that we're that fucking team. And I feel like the best fit, way to do that is to win back-to-back. Like, any not any team can win at once, but, like, a lot of teams are going to win, like, a championship, um, especially a lot of teams in the ELF. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to a point where every team has won at least once. Almost similar to how it is in the NFL, but when you can show that you've won it over and over again, I feel like that really speaks like... Making like a true dynasty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like, again, like at some point, every team would have won it once. So I feel like us like winning it again, that will like really cement that like, we're, we're like, we're that fucking team. Like, I think like that. I think that's it really. You look at best teams in the NFL, like of history, there'll be people that don't know anything about the sport and you know who Tom Brady is, you know yeah. who the Patriots are. Right. You may even know who Bill Belichick is. Yeah. And that's arguably because as much as I'm not a Patriots fan, I have to admit, for a very long time, they were just the best team Dude, in the NFL. Right. Like, they just the- did what they needed to do and you can't, I, do I think those some of the players on that team were the most talented? Absolutely no. not. Yeah. But they were the best team and you can't argue that because right. they just kept winning right and ultimately there is no further argument in sport that yeah. if you keep winning you just are better and no one can say nothing like, no one can say nothing about oh but you had this guy or that guy you had this co- coach coming or this year that team no like we've just kept kept winning and then i feel like yeah especially after speaking to a lot of guys on the team like we all have that same mentality like we're do trying you, to win again do you think though that because i appreciate in in competitive sport there's so much focus on the next win. Yeah. Did you really, how long did you actually really enjoy the last win before it, your eyes just were like, next year we got to go again? Um, not that long, to be honest. It actually wasn't that long. Um, and it got to a point, I'm not going to lie. Um, when we first won, we used to like listen to the song Trophy by Drake a lot. I fucking hate that song now. Like I'm sick of it. Really? I'm over it. I just don't like that song anymore. Um, and that's not the same in this case. Like, I love that we won. But, yeah, it wasn't that long. I feel like after we had won, like, for at least a week, there were little glimpses that I'd think, oh, damn, we need to win again. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, I did actually enjoy it for, like, that week or so. But, yeah, like, after a while, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm over this. Like, I want to win again. This is the sort um, of thing that I... I is is awesome because it's such an awesome mentality to win like the grand prize yeah. and be like that's not enough like that's yeah. huge for yeah. an athlete and i feel like it's a massive like chip on the shoulder thing like it's a motivational thing do you think that when the retiring does come back into the question in years to yeah. come that you'll wish you appreciated it more or yeah. do you think you'll appreciate it then i think i would mm, i don't know i think it is even though it's it's needed to be a really good athlete I feel like that shouldn't be the case. Like you won the like the biggest prize. Like you should like relish this for the rest of your life. Because again, not many people. Everyone else that year lost. Like you should be relishing this for a very long time. But I think you can't. Like you have to focus on your next goal, which is which more or less starts like the moment you win. Like everyone else is focusing on, on their next goal, and you need to like jump on that train. You can't be like. Um, enjoying your win for too long otherwise you'll get to this year and realize that like you didn't start working hard enough early enough because you were like so comfortable in your win um but yeah i think once i retire i might look back and be like ah damn like a part of me might have wished that i actually know because we're gonna win again this year so when i retire i would have been like no i made the right decision so i think like when i retire i will appreciate it a lot more 
Like, I look back and be like, damn, yeah, we went back to back. Like, no, but before we, we're going to do some listener questions slightly later on. But there is a question that actually came up quite a, quite a lot from Rain Fire fans that mm-hmm. message. So cheers for you guys for messaging in. Uh, but also some of the the guys in the UK that yeah. are aware of you. They want to know, obviously, if retiring's on the cards, there may be a quick answer to this question. Yeah. But going across the pond yeah. to the US or even the CFL yeah. as well as the NFL, have you decided that's not in your future? Yeah. I think I decided the year that I went to Igoi that that wasn't in my future. Um, it's funny because like I look back and a part of me was like, oh, what if I had gone to the CFL that year? And I actually think that like um, it's, be- it's best that I didn't because I feel like if I had gone to the CFL... Like realistically, just because like in the CFL, I think there's a, I think it's like eight or six or seven Canadians you have to have on the field. Um, and obviously every other team's then gonna like have those positions to go to Americans. So I thought like if I had gone there, I would have spent loads of time on the bench. And like, I actually love playing. I don't, obviously I enjoy practice. I enjoy, I enjoy the process too, but I actually love playing. So I thought like I would have really hated that year sitting on the bench, being like within my prime. Um, and then if I had sat on the bench, I wouldn't have gotten a lot of game film. So then that would have made it like tough going to other teams. Whereas obviously people had known about me a bit because I played in Dresden and I played in Poland. But I feel like that year I had a really good year and that like cemented me going to Hamburg. Whereas if I had gone to the CFL and not played at Algoy, would Hamburg have signed me? Hmm. They wouldn't have seen that much tape up t- that much tape on me because I wouldn't have played that much, and I feel like then that would have prevented like all the stuff that's happened now. So you think that actually making that move might have stunted your career, yeah, long term, right? Because it might have closed doors which actually were open because you didn't, yeah, because I played that year. And then there's also stuff like I feel like there's loads of guys who have gone like to the CFL and like no one knows who they are or like they haven't enjoy that process because I guess ultimately the goal is to go to the NFL it's like loads of guys have gone to the CFL and like it hasn't panned out whereas I feel like football in Europe is really growing like you can really like build like a legacy for yourself here and so I feel like playing abroad would have like stunted that like yeah unless you're going to go to the NFL and have like a really successful career like what would be the point in going to like the CFL like to play in Canada yeah but I'm, I'm going to come back to Europe. Like, unless I plan on going to Canada and settling down there, which I wouldn't want to, I'm going to come back to Europe. So, like, w- why go there? Why not just stay in Europe and, like, build, like, a legacy and, like, build, like, a name for myself? So, yeah. Fair enough. No, I, I appreciate that. I like that you, you went down that route and you have made everything as, and been extremely successful doing it so far. Yeah. And obviously, as we know, this year, it's definitely not the end of the chapter. <laughs> if anything, there could be even more success than you've had in your career so far this season. Yeah, so right. that's the plan. Um, but I, I really like that, you know, every every cloud has a silver lining, but you've just gone, nah, fuck it, silver lining. Yeah. Like, why do I need a cloud? Yeah, right, yeah. I like that. Um, cool, okay, so let's do some listener questions. Okay, cool. So I've had a, a few interesting questions come in. <laughs> Apologies, guys, I actually got a, a huge influx of questions this week. I've chosen some that I think are stuff that we haven't covered so far okay. um, and are, are slightly different. Now, you don't know what these questions are, so no, I'm sorry if you, you get caught off guard. This okay. first one's from Ben. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so if the rest of the world enjoyed mm-hmm. American football as much as the US, yeah, do you think the talent in the sport would increase versus what we see on a weekly basis today in the NFL? So can you can you repeat so that? basically let me let me rephrase that because it was quite long. Um, so obviously the US is so keen on the NFL, yeah, right, and and everyone that grows up a bit like football here, yeah, everyone that grows up plays that sport, right. As you said, in your case, you didn't really enjoy it. But if the rest of the world was into American football, yeah. as Americans are, yeah. do you think that the level of talent in the NFL would actually increase? Or do you think it's kind of um, at the top? Damn. Um, I think it would increase. Uh, more so because I think that if people loved it the way Americans do, um, we would start learning the game sooner. And, and I think the benefit of us being from like different countries, it's like, like we have different cultures. And so I feel like one, we would obviously understand the game as Americans play it, but we would also be able to add like our own culture and that would make things quite interesting. So I guess almost similar to how it is in soccer, right? You have the top divisions in different countries, but all those countries play football in a slightly different style that matches like the culture where they're from. And so when they do play against other teams or when you do have like these prem teams where guys are all from different places, it makes the game a little more interesting because there's more like variables, there's more things to consider. Um, You have different guys who play different styles. And so like the tactics are different or like the formations are different, the plays are different. Almost like how you get it in America, but in a grand scheme, like a bigger scheme of things, like everyone knows that like how they play fl- uh, football in Florida is quite different to how they play football in Texas um, and like so on and so on. So I feel like if everyone in the whole world now loved the game and knew the game as much as like the Americans do, um, we would then be able to add like our own like little sauce and that would make like the game more interesting. And so that would make it a lot more complex and add like a lot more variables. Um, different plays, different offenses, and then that would, yeah, only add to the game, really. That's interesting. I never really thought about, yeah, the cultural side of sport. I think it's a really good point. Obviously, familiar term is tiki-taka, football. Yeah, yeah. Imagine bringing that into American football. Right. You get some crazy stuff, yeah. And and, and, and you have it here as well, because you have, like, the same way they play football in Italy. It's actually really different to how we play football in the UK. Um, And I think that's because of our culture. So, yeah, yeah, you have it now already, just obviously not at the same level as... America because beyond could start playing the sport that early. So awesome, cool. Um, so the second question is from Lucas. Yeah, Lucas wants to know what were the drills that took you from being a good running back to an elite level running back that's the ELF all time rushing leader. The drills. Um, it's funny because <laughs> so um, anyone that knows me knows that like during my off season or well, in my past off seasons. I actually haven't done that many RB drills. So I think like when I first started at uni, I did loads of ladder drills. I learned like every ladder drill you could like tell me. I can like jump on the ladder now and do like ladder drills as if I've been doing them like this whole off season. Um, but then like it got to a point where I then started, I thought, okay, like how much more can I get with this? So then I started doing like a lot of like your typical RB drills, like your jump cut drills and stuff like that. And I think those are really good drills, like when you start learning because they help you learn to like um, move in a certain way that's going to help you with the position. Like running backs move very differently to receivers, like just based on the demands of our position, like and so on with other positions. But um, then I got really good at those. And I was like, damn, like what else? 
do I need to do to get better? Like I obviously need to get better, but what do I need to work on? So then like, I actually realized that I was actually better off one working on my athleticism. Um, and a big part of that was just learning to move and like um, move better in space in general. So I actually stopped doing RB drills, like going into Hamburg, going into Agwe. I actually didn't do any RB drills other than like the CFO combine drills that we had to do. Um, and even then, like I didn't do those for that long. So um, a lot of the drills that I do actually look like things like what DBs would do and like linebackers would do because I feel like they're really good at moving in space. And I think fundamentally as an RB, my job is to like move in space um, or like create that space. So a lot of the drills that I do now um, are like the type of drills that you'll see like linebackers doing and like DBs doing other than the backpedaling, I don't backpedal, but like just in terms of like moving laterally or like having to like change direction laterally and stuff like that. A lot of my drills look like those drills. Um, I'm going to start doing RB drills this year. I've started just to see what that effect will be. Like after learning to move better in space, like can I then specify and do RB drills? So um, when I started doing those drills, I can tell them, but they won't be anything crazy. It'll be like the normal RB drills that you see like every team doing. Um, but I think as an RB, like the most important thing for you is like your athleticism. So you can learn to do drills, but still be unathletic. And so still suck at the sport. Whereas like, if you're athletic, then you, you've you built like a really good foundation. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't fixate too much on the drill. Was it Lucas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Lucas, I wouldn't fixate too much on, on the drills that you do. I'd like focus more on, on becoming like a better athlete and the things that add to that. And then like, then you can worry about yeah, the drills. Yeah, I think that actually is a massive point for all sports because a lot of people when they're younger, um, and if you're young listening to this and you're you're just going to the gym and you discovered that, take this on board now because it will save you a lot of years of mistakes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you get into sport and you start training for it, you train so generically that it's really not benefiting you. And I've touched on this in the past about how uh, a lot of athletes mm -hmm. will train in a bodybuilder split for their sport, which mm -hmm. is just a waste of time. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, you get people that train too specifically yeah. for a particular position or role within sport. And at first you'll see benefit. Yeah. And so you keep doing it. Right. But then you actually, long term, you hit a ceiling of yeah. performance because you're not an athlete all round. Yeah. And I think one thing that's really interesting what you're saying there is you've had tremendous success, but success from doing a little bit of everyone's stuff yeah. which then enables your body to move in a way that everyone else that you can you can kind of get on the same level as everyone else yeah and now you're going back to running back stuff yeah which could be something that you're focusing slightly more on you're kind of getting the best of the both worlds yeah and i feel like that's an approach that a lot more athletes need to take in terms of you do need to do specific stuff but if you're not doing the gen the general stuff yeah then, then you're just limiting yourself yeah you're putting a ceiling on yourself and yeah i think you're totally right because i think you sit in other sports too like if you take the best at any other sport, they're just really amazing athletes too. Like whether it's like Michael Jordan or like Kobe or um, damn, people are gonna be mad. I forget her name. The tennis player, Serena Williams. Serena Williams. <laughs> people are gonna be mad. No hate on name. me. No hate on um, me. I know who she is. Don't worry. Or, or even like Mbappe. Like all these, all these individuals that are really good at their sport. They're actually really good athletes too. So I feel like you have to like find a balance of like becoming really good at your sport 
but also becoming like a really good athlete and that will take you to like a really good place. Well, I mean, everyone knows someone that just happens to be good at all sports. Yeah, you right. Know, it's, very, it's actually very, very rare that you know one person that is incredible at one sport and just sucks at every other sport. Right, and unless they're just good at their sport and suck at being an athlete. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Cool, okay, well, there you go, Lucas. Um, and the third question is from uh, Milo, who actually I used to play with on a team. Okay, yeah. He, uh, he wants to know, who do you compare yourself to in the NFL? Damn. Um, no one. I feel like they all play differently. Mm-hmm. Like very different to me. Um, there's traits and certain RBs that I really like. Go on then. Um, so for example, like I love Christian McCaffrey's like his style of running. Like you can have it, you can see that he's a, he has a like really strong like background and track. Um, so I really like that about him. Um, and so like when I'm like looking at like what I need to get better at, I'm like cool like when it comes to like running style or like just how nice my running looks, this is what I want. Um, but then I also really like, um, like Lamar Jackson, like he's super shifty. Um, I really like that about him. Um, I'm a big fan of Josh Jacobs. I think he like moves like a really good RB or it's like a really good athlete in general, but he's also like quite aggressive too. Um, I used to like, I guess it's easy for me to say Marshawn Lynch because of the hair and stuff. Um, <laughs> and like, but then, like, I think that's just because of the hair. Like, people might sometimes say, um, I play, like, Derrick Henry. I'm like, bro, me and Derrick Henry do not play alike. Like, we're very different runners. Um, so that's, like, quite funny. I, I, I think my... If I was to give you uh, a comparison from my opinion, and, mm-hmm. I, and guys, please comment if you agree with me or if you, you have your own opinions, just drop them in the comments below. I'd have gone for um, a cross between Le'Veon Bell, yeah, which prime obviously not now, yeah, um, and uh, and Saquon Barkley because the the kind okay. of vision of the hops and then also just like your ability to stop and shift and move, yeah, also swing out of the backfield, use yeah. the hands, everything like that. I think that's where I would go. Okay, yeah, really. you know what's funny? I actually really like Saquon Barkley. Such a um, great guy. Yeah, he's just. Uh, Terrible team, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Daniel he, Jones, though. Cool, that guy is a player. Yeah, but I feel like they're just... No, I'm joking. <laughs> he just needs to go to a better team, man. Yeah, like, For yeah. sure. Hopefully the Chiefs can get an opportunity here. Even though I'm a Pakistan fan, like, I'd obviously love to have him at the Pakistan. You know what? It's never happened. I'd love to see him go to a team. I think he could go to a team that isn't... Like, he doesn't need to go to, like, the Chiefs. He could go to a team that isn't that good. And be and, the extra thing. Yeah, need. and just change it around for them. Almost similar to, like, I feel like... Obviously, the 49ers were good, but they're a completely different team with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like True. he could have that same move. He doesn't have to go to, like... He'd actually be wasted if he went to, like, a team that's really good. But he's also, like, being overused right now because the Giants suck and, like, there isn't anyone else to, like, take the load off away from him, so... Well, we've, we've talked a little bit about the NFL there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are still some bits that I, I do on this podcast. Okay, cool. Um, one thing that I think is massive for athletes is a bit of self-reflection mm-hmm. because I don't think athletes do it enough and they don't okay, give themselves yeah. enough credit or anything like that. I like to know, if huh. you were locked in a room with a younger version of yourself, yeah. what three bits of advice would you give that, Glenn? Um, damn. It's funny because I feel like if he takes that advice, will things pan out differently for me? And do I really want that? This is something a previous guest said. They um, actually said, oh, I wouldn't tell him fucking anything. He's going to figure it out. Yeah. But if we were if we were just trying to, you know, help him out a little bit. Um, I would tell him to... 
oh, damn, I don't know. Uh, to start playing the sport much earlier, um, do that. I would tell him to... So when I first started, I didn't know about college football. I didn't know about, like, any of that. I had no idea about, like, even having the possibility to go to, like, America or anything like that. So, like, I would push him to try that earlier because um, I think I started that, like... I started that thought process, like, way too late. Like, I think I'd already played in Dresden before I even thought about, like, going to play forever. Like, so I would tell him to start thinking about that sooner. Um, that way he will start taking actions sooner. And, like, if he makes it, then cool. If he doesn't, then, like, he'll still be better off for it. Um, so that's one. Um, I would tell him to take more risks. Um, not that I don't take risks, but, like, I'm quite a safe person. Like, I do the same things all the time. Like, I have, like, a specific routine. Like, I watch the same TV shows. Um, I I'll wear the whole, the same cleats, like, the whole season. Um, little stuff like that. So I would tell him to take more risk to get out of, like, like habits or, like, just to, I guess, keep growing and, like, to keep challenging himself. Um, so, yeah, take more risks. And um, the third one would be... I don't know. That's it, really. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, yeah. Just out of interest, is the um, is the wearing the cleats all season thing like a bit of a juju thing or? Um, yeah. It's like, it's like last year I bought like four, like three, four game day cleats, but I only ended up wearing two of them. <laughs> like I got in my head, okay, I have to wear these two cleats. Like the other these ones work. Yeah. The, the other yeah. ones might not. Yeah. These okay. these ones work. If I wear other ones, it's not gonna work. So like I like yeah, I'm not gonna wear the other ones. Okay. And I ended up giving them away. So um. Yeah, just get out of the habit of doing that stuff, really. Cool. Okay, and then one of the last parts of this mm -hmm. podcast is that I like some continuity between episodes. Okay. And um, as much as the listeners can get involved, I like the, the guests to be involved a little bit in the next episode. Okay, yeah. So um, we had Vicky on last week, okay. and uh, she has a question for you. Okay. Um, it's another three things. So you've got okay. three things to come up with here. But she asked, if you could change three things that happened in the last year, mm -hmm. what would they be and why? Damn. Not a lot, I'm not gonna lie. It was a pretty good year for you. Yeah, not a lot. Um, okay, so like I recently bought, I tried to get these two pair, these pair of cleats from America um, and they just kept saying they had delivered them but they hadn't. It's like, that got me vexed. I would not buy those cleats for the second time. <laughs> but I wouldn't buy them at all because that, that was a, a big waste of money. Um, the second thing is, uh, damn, I don't know. That's that's the main thing. That's it's difficult. You've had a, you've had a very very good yeah, year. Yeah, the year's been good. Um, is there anything training wise you change? Obviously, you're in you're in really good shape right now. Is there anything you'd change about your approach from last season to this season? Um, I would have started doing my like field work, change direction work earlier. I think I started a bit too late last season. Um, so I would have started, I would have started it now, but I've been doing it now for like a few months now. So I would have started that earlier. Um, and I think I would have made the decision to start losing weight earlier. So I decided for this year, I'm gonna lose weight. But I think I would have made that decision. I told my earlier self or make that decision sooner. Like bro, like lose weight. Get louder, um, get shifty. Yeah, like, get louder, get shiftier. Um, yeah, I, I would have made that decision earlier, I think. Okay, so um, 
I also then need you to ask a question for the next guest. Damn. Um, so it can be as deep or as sort of silly as you want. But I have a, one. Yeah. What, what kind of thing do you want to know from a different athlete? Um, what's one thing about their career that they wouldn't want people to know? Oh, okay. So like whether it's something that they've done or something that's happened. Um, it could be like an embarrassing play. Um, just yeah, what's one thing that like that's happened to them throughout their career that like they wouldn't want people to know or they wouldn't want to come up in the conversation. Interesting. Um, I'm gonna put them on a hot seat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't I like know if they will actually tell the truth, but <laughs> that's mine, yeah. Cool. I like it. I like it. Um so Thank you very much for coming Ta-da. on today. Yes, sir. One thing that actually hasn't been discussed, it's, I've made it plain and simple who I support. You are making it plain and simple as a team that you support, <laughs> yeah. but it's not fair because the team you play for. <laughs> we haven't touched on like the NFL team that you back. Okay. Um, I think it's the Ravens, really. You've got to back the Ravens. Um, glory supporter. Yeah. No, nah, it's not even the glory. It's like, I really like Lamar Jackson. I really like Odell. Um, at some point, I really liked like the guys who play for them, Like even like someone like, Nelson, like, Angle or, like, or have you seen his name? Like, there was a season I thought, yo, this guy is fucking hard. Um, so, like, and that goes the same for, like, all the other guys in the offense. Like, at some point, I really liked those guys. And so, like, for them to be all on the same team, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, for now, whilst all these guys exist on this team, I'm going to support you. But let's say, like, next year, Lamar leaves and Odell leave, I will no longer support the Ravens. Fluid um, support. Yeah, yeah, I support players rather than like teams like so, cool yeah now where can everybody find you on social media oh. or how can they support you playing this season um yeah social media so my social media is literally glenn tunga on every platform like if there's no glenn tunga i don't have it um, <laughs> so yeah just glenn tunga everywhere really like instagram snapchat youtube twitter tiktok yeah it's all glenn tunga sweet and uh you're obviously playing for I've been saying Rain Fire. Yeah. Is that is that the wrong is that not um, very German of Ryan. Ryan Fire. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry to all the Ryan fans. Yeah, everyone says Rain, I'm like, no. Okay, so so Ryan Fire. Um obviously we're looking for another big year this year. Yeah. Uh, all those fans, you've got to get behind them. And if you're new to the ELF, check it out because the the coverage of it every year is yeah. dramatically improving. Yeah. It's basically another NFL product yeah. at this point. Um but you get to see this guy doing stupid things um to to other great athletes as well, <laughs> which is the best part about it um so definitely head over there check glenn's page out give him some support throughout the season and uh and cool. yeah. Um, yeah otherwise look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode you can find myself and the podcast at mindset underscore podcast on all forms of social media um this is obviously on youtube so if you can like share subscribe do all of that good stuff on all of the streaming places. Uh, we're also on Apple Podcasts and Amazon and all that, all that kind of jazz. Um, so we really appreciate the love. Uh, and like I said, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Yes, sir.